Neil Before Blog presents Neil Before Pod. Hello and welcome to the Neil Before Pod interview segment. I'm your host Craig and I recently had the chance to talk to Ernie Altbacher, writer of the new DC animated movie Green Lantern Beware My Power. We discuss exploring PTSD, cosmic plots and requesting the villains you want. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Hi Ernie, it's Craig from Neil Before Pod. How are you doing? Pretty good. I like you. (laughs) Your blog name. Thank you. It does stick in the mind with people. So we're here to talk about Green Lantern, Beware My Power. So to start with a bit of background, how did you find yourself on this project? Well, Jim Krieg, who kind of oversees these DTVs on the writer's side, he said a couple of years before, oh, I've got this project and I want you and John Semper to do it together. And then he wouldn't say anything for like a year. And then he'd come back and it's like, well, it's, it's getting closer. I'm going to be able to tell you. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, it was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be Green Lantern with Jon Stewart. And guess what? You're late. (laughs) So, So we just had to go really fast right into it. But he had a great idea on what to do with it. So the writing process was really cool and enjoyable. And you've done a bit of writing for Green Lantern before. You worked on the excellent, I must say, Green Lantern animated series. I love that show and I hated when it got cancelled. Was... That's just an excuse to play with the same concept, but in a different way? Was that something you were really interested in? No, boy, I really loved doing that show. And again, Jim Krieg was the producer on that one, and I was kind of the staff writer. But we did have ideas for the second season, and everybody was bummed that it was cancelled. And one of them was that Jon Stewart was going to be a major player in the second season. So we had some ideas, but this was a totally different thing. And it was just time to bring Jon Stewart into continuity and and the pantheon of these superhero movies that are a little bit more serious. And he allows you to explore things like race inequality and military service and PTSD, of course, all of which come into this film. So again, was that something that appealed to you to explore with a superhero lens? One of the things that stood out was him saying he was tired of killing and things like that. So there's a lot of foundational stuff in there that I found fascinating. Yeah, John and I wanted to, and Jim and Butch, everybody wanted to touch on those. And there were some things there that you didn't get with other characters, other Green Lanterns, and we wanted to try and explore all of that. Maybe I'm reading too much into this, but it seemed that within the plot a little bit there was the suggestion of being a Green Lantern or becoming a Green Lantern was a bit like conscription. He was certainly reluctant, first of all, and then he ends up taking the mantle for his own reasons. So was that on your mind while writing it, or again, am I just reading too much into it? Well, in Jim's original idea... There was a comic run by Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams called Hard Traveling Heroes. And that was with Hal and Green Arrow. So that's why Green Arrows was chosen to be in it. And then he's like, I'd like to mix this with Apocalypse Now, where that character that you see in the beginning, your Martin Sheen, you see that he is damaged from what he's left in the jungle. And the only way he's going to get over it is to go back into the jungle. So John has PTSD and is damaged kind of in the same way, but he's going to have to go back on a battlefield and this one's going to be in space. So it's just another layer to the story of here's how I become a Green Lantern and it's a little bit harder than most. And it's a bit about 
trying to find something worth fighting for that he considers worth fighting for and that's it's definitely in there as well and I got a bit of imposter syndrome thrown into the plot a bit as well through the Hal Jordan as in oh that was his ring he was the best Green Lantern that ever lived that kind of thing so I definitely got a sense of that from the inclusion of that character or the mention of that character that's another big layer to this story is that of course he's heard about Hal Jordan and he thinks he's great and then he sees this monument to the guy and he's not sure he wants to be doing this I mean he's been tossed into now it could be a fight so that's why he keeps the ring on for a while and then he discovers that there's something to fight for again on the side of good through this adventure hopefully and you got to throw in a few other justice league characters and other dc characters as well i noticed there were some of the more not to me but more obscure ones like vixen and adam strange do you feel there's a bit more freedom when you get to play around with characters that aren't as familiar to audiences that though they've both been adapted in live action but in, in smaller audience type shows well this is fan service i mean there was a vixen short series could there be a vixen movie there could in the future but first you got to bring them into the continuity and show the character a bit same thing with adam strange he had a short before and the short kind of dovetails in it tells a little bit of the story about this and he was in krypton as well yeah so that's something that Jim Krieg has been doing is making some of these shorts be in continuity. So maybe if people like Vixen in this, then someone will get to do a Vixen feature. And the other point, I guess, in this is we couldn't bring any of the big three in because if there's Superman or Wonder Woman or a Batman, they bring so much gravity with them that Jon Stewart's origin story, he becomes a bit player in his own origin story. And then other times for picking like say the minions, the muscle and stuff, sometimes it's as easy as an animator goes, I'd really like to draw Kanjar Ro. <laughs> it's like, okay, he's one of the baddies. Why not? <laughs> Let's have Lissa Drac. Okay. Yeah, that'd be cool. Have her in here. <laughs> so sometimes it's just someone's pick that feels strongly about it. So where did the idea come from to have Green Arrow going on a cosmic adventure? Because he's almost the opposite character you'd expect to be out in space doing stuff. Well, exactly. It's such an odd pairing, but that's also a little tip of the cap to fan service for hard traveling heroes, a comic run from the 70s. But most of Hal Jordan's and Green Arrow's adventures were Earth based at that point but we thought it would be kind of fun to have a character that's less useful again to make john have to be the guy in this i mean green arrow shooting arrows you know so john is gonna have to step up and obviously it's a nod to the green arrow green lantern friendship from the comics so that was more of a hal jordan thing so it's sort of a shift in that in a way to make the two different characters friends Absolutely. Sometimes the person has to share the screen. When we did Justice League Dark and it was Constantine's kind of first crack, but I don't think he was as known as a Jon Stewart. So he needed some buttressing. And to me, the world's greatest detective and the world's greatest magical detective, they just went together. So that was great. But in this case, we didn't want anybody too overpowered to be on this mission. And John would have to be the focus of it then. Absolutely, and I think it works really well. That's everything I had questions-wise, so um, you can have a, a minute to yourself before your next interview. Thanks very much for your time. It's been great talking to you and picking your brain about nerdy Green Lantern stuff and all the minutiae of creating that story. So thank you very much. Good luck with the film. Good luck with the future projects that you work on. It's just been great speaking to you. Thank you very much, Craig, and I'll check out your podcast and your site. 
Thanks very much. Bye for now. All right, thanks. That was my discussion with Ernie Altbacker. I wish him the very best for his future projects. If you like what you heard, then please do hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. If you're listening somewhere that supports a rating, then why not give us five stars and a comment? If you want to discuss this interview, Green Lantern, DC in general, or anything else, then you can hit us up on Facebook or Twitter under Neil Before Blog, or leave a comment on neilbeforeblog.co.uk. As always, we hope you'll join us next time on Neil Before Pod.